0: hi everyone once again welcome to another live session of the potter's gate online broadcast my name is isa phillips and King want to especially welcome you to another glorious day this is the day our father has made and has given to us to rejoice and be glad in him well i hope you had a wonderful night rest for those of us who are just planning to go to bed well i hope you will stay awake and listen to some of the things the spirit of the lord has been sharing with us we, we really we're really tracking the heart of god in regards to his his purpose and his plan in in the place of marriage and uh, i'm excited yesterday we we looked at some very uh, fundamental principles that i believe uh, some has established for us an understanding of you know the intentions of the father in regards to our home in regards to our family because uh like we we shared yesterday marriage plays a major role in in the advancement of the purpose of god in fact i would like to share one or two things that you know we we laid as foundation yesterday as we continue to look into or at uh, this beautiful uh, uh word i believe this word will kind of give us an understanding and uh, a way to navigate you know the challenges that we're facing and that we'll be facing ahead if we ever think that well uh, um, th- what we're facing right now it's 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 all we need to face in terms of you know the the challenges of the end time well we 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 have something else coming for us there are more powerful more deadly attack coming our way and we need to prepare ourselves we need to prepare our heart we need to align ourselves all right to what is coming the 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 bible you know spoke about you know the days of the comings of our lord what will be happening the kind of you know change of hearts and the kind of you know uh uh, challenges and, and 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 you know persecution, if you will, yes, that, that the church will be facing, and we already seen all these things are right, panning out on various levels. So it's 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 our responsibility, amen, to prepare ourselves and to you know get ourselves well informed and well you know uh, um, positioned in the spirit in order to be able to go through these things. The Bible talk about us walking through the valley of Baca. Thank you so much, as Nice to have you this morning connect with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, uh, uh, the Bible talk about us going through the valley of Baca, and Bible also, you know, you know, explain to us in Psalm twenty three says, though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. All right, why? Because, excuse me, because God is with us, and so. One of the things that we must secure in, in, in the heart of truth and in the in the light of revelation, amen, is, is the role marriage plays, amen, in, in the advancement of the purpose of God. But beyond just that role, amen, what we are called, amen, to understand, if you will, the kind of mindset we, we, are, we, are, we are ordained to wear. Because if we don't have the right gear, you know, you want to engage in any aspect of life, you need a particular kind of gear. You must wear a particular kind of understanding. There has to be be a clear you know revelation a clear insight if you will a clear skill all right in that area of life so you can succeed all right in in the, in that field that's why the bible says amen that knowledge is important amen that in all things that we acquire we must acquire wisdom we must acquire understanding all right, so it's important that we we engage the days of the end with knowledge with wisdom amen with understanding in every aspect of life that we have been called to engage what, whatever that area of life may be we need to have a first end understanding all right understanding is the principal thing you' saying all you're getting get wisdom get understanding all right and you can't have wisdom and understanding without knowledge okay so if if, we, if we're talking about Advancing into the days of the end, all right? We've got to understand what the Spirit of God, Amen, I already informed us. Has already given to us. What are the, what are the knowledge, what are the information, what are the revelation? Okay, what are the tools that have been prepared for us? One of the things that I've realized is that many times we go into things, including marriage, all right, without a clear understanding, and that's the reason why the enemy will always use, you know, people that are close to us, you know, um, situations that are very, you know, uh, close to our heart, all right, to attack us. Have you noticed that the enemy doesn't use you know things that are more of external to attack us? All right. I'm talking about attack us to the point that it gets to us. He uses the most closest people, the most closest thing around us. Why? Because he knows that's what will will weaken us, will get us down, will get get us weak. We're getting us will get excuse me, we get us to that place where we we we, want to give up. all right Because when you are when you are hit, when you when you are hit by someone that you feel all right, you you love, or in fact, not feel that you know you love that you've given your heart to. You've given, I mean, you feel the pain, and that was why, Amen. The the blow, Amen. That that you know, Job's wife, you know, gave to Job in terms of uh, advice. I mean, was was a was was a, was a hit below the belt when she said when she suggested, Amen, to the husband, Why don't you cause God and die? Now, these are all part of the schemes of the enemy, okay, to stop, to to weaken, to advance, to excuse me, to stop the advancement of the will of God and the power. Of God in our life, so while we engage the days of the end, we also need to begin to, you know, uh, if you will, change our our concept, our view, our understanding. We need a new orientation in, in understanding the rules of engaging. All right, we cannot talk about living in the days of the end and coming into the scope where we want to fulfill the will of God, the counsels of God for our life and through our life without us being informed, particularly in the area of marriage. Now, before I go further, I'm just kind of giving us another framework, you know, of what we want to look into and what we need to do all right this this is a platform where we pray all right we pray we pray for all kinds of things you know we, we pray for our lives for our homes family we pray for the nations all right but we pray in understanding we pray with revelation we pray with, with insight we pray with skill we pray with knowledge amen we pray with an understanding of that which the lord demands of us and he's demanding of us so our prayer is not just some religious mumbo jumbo we're not just saying things because we we need to see them. We know our prayer. Prayer has gone beyond just some ritual. No, prayer is inf- inf- informative. Amen. Prayer is revelational. Amen. Prayer is is developmental. Amen. Prayer is creative. When we step into the scope of prayer, our life begins to align with God's divine intention. Our life begins to align with God's divine blueprint. That is prayer. Prayer is a place where we get resources, where we get empowered. All right. One of the reasons why the enemy, all right, will push certain people, you know, to to the Extreme of prayer because he knows that they are praying amiss. He knows they he knows they they're praying without a clear understanding of divine intention. So he doesn't mind them. Say, okay, you have a problem, just go pray, just go pray. So you find those it's one side praying and just praying outside, outside order, outside the counsel, outside knowledge. Jesus taught us how to pray. Alright, he gave us the principle and the pattern. What he told us, amen, about the Lord's Prayer. It's not just some prayer that we recite. Amen. Those are structures that have been designed, excuse me, defined and designed for us. Amen. In terms of establishing the will of God in our life, the first counsel is that we understand, amen, the revelation of the Father. He said, Pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yes, we come to that scope of hallowing his name, honoring his name, glorifying his name. Putting him first in our life. When you hallow somebody, you put that person first. That's a place of the Lordship of Jesus. And we've talked about that several times. All right? And the next thing you begin to talk about is your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is established in heaven. Now, you begin to realize that that is serious. That is not just some, you know, a small kind of, you know, little mind prayer. No, that is serious. That is a place where we've been called into aligning our life, amen, with the eternal blueprint of God, amen, that the Father's desire for earth. And I mean earth, I mean everything that is in the earth, amen, is that it reflects his intention in heaven. Is that it reflects, amen, his glory. That is God's desire. That is God's intention, amen, that our life reflects the order of God. That our life reflects, amen, the values, the principles of God. That our life reflects, amen, the, 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 if you will, the, the desire and the design of God in the earth. That we become a reflection of heaven on earth. Your kingdom come. All right? So, the kingdom of God must be established in every area of our life. And guess what? In our relationship, most of our in our marriage, the kingdom of God. So, when I made the statement yesterday, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying. When I made the statement yesterday, uh, uh, it, this, 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 this word comes to light. Listen to this it says, Marriage was designed as heaven's prophetic blueprint in the establishment of the Father's program in the earth marriage was designed as heaven's prophetic blueprint in the establishment of the father's program Amen. For unfortunately, I said this insight has been lost by the body of, of by the body of Christ, particularly in in the days amen, of postmodernization. We live in a days where people no longer align to the standard, to the values, to the to the ways of God, to the to the intentions of God. We no longer live our life based on God's divine intention. Now, God created the earth with an intention, and everything that God did, including Amen, the establishment Amen of man, Adam p- placing him in the amen and and saying to adam it's not good for a man to be alone i will i will give to to you and help meet all that are part of god's divine program i made a statement yesterday i said marriage was never designed amen the primary essence of marriage was never designed for you and i for a man and a woman to enjoy themselves no the primary purpose of marriage was to establish was to further, was to advance the will of god in the earth this partnership this coming together this bringing a man and a woman to you know together the bible said for this reason a man will leave amen his father's house and be cleave and be joined to his wife amen why because the two have become one now, that is all part of the program of God, amen, for, for the earth. We, we we still do not understand. We have not come into the full realization, the full understanding of God's divine program. But one thing I know, amen, within the scope of God's divine program is that he wants his will to be established on earth. The Father wants his counsel, his plan. In fact, he wants earth to reflect heaven, amen. He wants earth to reflect heaven. That, that's what he did in the garden. I mean, the Bible says he will come down in the cool of the day. So, it should be an extension of heaven. That's the that's the that's the intentions of that's the intention of the father. That was his desire from the beginning. He will come down in the cool of the day, amen, and 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 and, and have fellowship with man, with Adam. He meant until he came one day and adam was not to be was not, was nowhere to be found adam where are you where are you what happened what happened adam well it's the woman you gave to me adam you lied you abdicate your responsibility now now that position of abdication is what we need to correct and thank god today that we have you know we have the information we have revelation we have resource amen to be able to take back our place all right not to abdicate in our position all right and not to give in to the subtleties of the enemy not to give in to the lies of the enemy all right we saw the enemy came came into the garden and lied to man amen and and and, and was able to convince amen adam and eve all right to 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 to, to do to, to to walk against or do against the will of god to stand against the will of god now we have to look at all that amen and ask ourselves you know if if we are going to move forward and, and and finish the purposes of God, amen, we need to ask ourselves, is there any way in our life that we are abdicating our position and responsibility, are we yielding ourselves to the lies of the enemy as it were in the beginning, alright so it is now, the enemy is, is 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 busy finding his way into our gardens again, our garden amen, are the homes, are the, 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 the space that heaven has given to us thank you so much my brother for joining this morning again, alright, our garden amen is the home that heaven has given to us That is our garden that we have to tend, that we have to prepare. And the first garden we are called to tend, particularly as men, amen, are the women in our life, particularly our wives, amen. That's a place that we need to begin to exercise authority, the authority to cover, to protect, the authority to guide. That's the reason why God gave Adam authority. In fact, that's the reason why God said to Adam, you name the animals, you know, that was an expression of authority, Amen. And all this today, we see that the systems of the world, amen, are nullifying. All right? And the reason they're doing that is because they see that the church is expressing weakness. We're expressing weakness. It's, it's, it's more like we're expressing the same nature and character of the first man in the garden. And we want to correct that. And this is the reason why I, I sense the Father, amen, has been speaking to me of late regarding, amen, how we must take our, take our stand in our home, in our marriage. All right? Because if the enemy is going to destroy, all right the church and and cripple the advancement of the purpose of god amen it will continue to intensify the battle the war amen in the home but if we can begin to cite amen this 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 strategy and begin to put an end to it amen by having an understanding that we are called amen to begin to rebuild the broken walls and the bond gates that's something we're going to be focusing on next ne- next year all right we're going to be focusing on how to restore the bond gates and the and, and, and the walls of our lives of our homes. Amen. And of course, our society. But to, 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 to do anything within society must start from us first. Amen. It must impact our our immediate f- family and community. All right. Because we will we, we only influence society to the degree we influence amen, our immediate world, our immediate home. All right. So we have to begin to understand why God gave us. This institution, why God gave us this responsibility, Amen. And like I said yesterday, marriage was never designed, Amen, for for our own pleasure. Yes, God wants us to enjoy it, Amen. Everything God did, Amen, is 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 for is for His good pleasure. But He wants us to share in that good pleasure, and the only way we can share in that good pleasure, Amen, is to understand divine intention, is to understand divine objective, is to understand, Amen, His plans, His program. And this is the reason why we need clear prophetic insight. Not just some understanding, not just some understanding that has come from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, we're tired of eating from that fruit. We want to step into Amen the day of light. We want to come into the day of life. We want to understand divine intention. All right, like I said yesterday, I understand the intentions of God for my life, and that's why I find myself amen, at ease in this in this office, in this in this place, in this platform that heaven has given to me to speak into the nation, to to speak Amen into society, to speak into my generation that is a beautiful place you want to you want to engage with the spirit of understanding because that's a place of power that's a place of authority you cannot exercise authority amen or power amen in any area of life if you don't understand divine objective if you don't understand why you've been placed there if you don't understand the program of god for your life and like i said yesterday and and i'm still repeating it today many people really do not understand why amen they are married particularly in a society that has been wrongly influenced in a society where we're still dealing with all kinds of insecurity many many of us have gone into relationship without without a sense of security in God all right you know you, you never want to go into a relationship amen to look for security your security must be in God you never want to go into a relationship amen to look for provision your provision must come from God you never want to go into a relationship to see what you can just get from the person without you understanding that all that you are all that you ever be is in christ for in him we live we move amen and we have our being yesterday i was sharing a scripture the scripture said if you give yourself to be burnt and you do not have love it says you you you, you your love means nothing what you have done means nothing so you begin to ask yourself how do you give yourself to be burnt that's supposed to be an expression of love but the scripture says, if you don't have love so it means that love is not just some emotional expression love is not the fact that all right i've got i've got a gift and i want to give that gift all those things are good they are good works our good works amen does not replace the position of love in our heart love amen is a connection of our heart to the father that is the place where love is established god is love amen in him there is no darkness at all now if you begin to understand that and we begin to allow that revelation to permeate our being all right that everything that we do our life our our idea our agenda our belief system amen our concept of thinking amen our our concept of connecting amen when we meet people what we what we expect to see what what we you know how we how we want to engage with them once we understand that all that ought to flow from the position of love, listen to this: love is a spiritual entity; is a spiritual thing. God is a spirit; therefore, love itself is a spiritual thing. Amen. God is love. So, if if, if that's why I keep saying, listen to this: I've made this statement some years back. When unbelievers go into marriage, they destroy they destroy the whole essence, amen, of of, of, of marriage because these are two blind people. Marriage was never designed, amen, for for you know for blind people. Marriage was designed for spiritual people. Marriage was designed, amen, for people with sight. Marriage was designed for people who have an understanding, amen, of God's divine intention because marriage was designed to carry out, amen, a prophetic, you know, a, a program in God. So so, if people going to marriage for sex, you going to marriage, okay, for you know loneliness, you going to marriage for you know for you know for 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 provision, then you have abused the essence, the program in of, of God, amen, for for that institution, and this is what the enemy is capitalizing this today, all right, by establishing all kinds of. <clears throat> excuse me idea outside the confines outside the ideology outside the prophetic philosophy amen of marriage to destroy it because you you, you notice that when two people who, who, who are not spiritual going to marriage at the end of the day they don't just hurt themselves they also hurt Amen. their, their immediate family they hurt their children why because it, it, people going to marry for their own selfish reason for their own selfish idea all right they're going to because they cannot hold themselves all right they're going to marry because they they, they they they're looking for a way of Escape now I shared I shared a, st- uh, a statement yesterday I said there are 10 things we need to know all right <laughs> that, that that we must not we must not do in marriage or we must not go into marriage paintings maybe we'll talk about that some other time but but it's important that we understand all right that heaven designed marriage for his divine program now I'm talking about this because as we engage the days of the end, when the enemy sees that he can't get us in certain area, it's going to come for us in the place of our relationship. And that place is going to weaken us. We tracked that sometime back when we were dealing with, you know, the qualities that are required in, in the place of prayer. And we were looking at the life of David. The Bible says when David and his men came back, all right, from the war, they came back to their camp and they discovered that their children, their wives have been taken captive by the Amalekites all right and in in the in the pain in the emotional pain in the in the emotional you know uh, you know weakness of his of his men these are these are the mighty men of david these are the most powerful guys these are warriors the Bible says they they were so shattered, they were so broken that they they began to think of stoning David. That is how you know the enemy can 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 get us when he begins to touch our home. These are powerful guys. These are not just some ordinary guys. These are these are the mighty men of David. These are people that can take you know one person can take hundred people at a time. So you begin to look at this and you 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 you, you see how the scripture begins to pan into amen the emotional you know state of this man even the bible says david himself was distressed david was distressed when he saw that his children excuse me his wives had been taken he was distressed but in the midst of that that distress the bible says david had to find strength in himself He, he, he encouraged himself in the lord and it's in that point that he was able to rise up and he went to pray and i mean prayer is getting clarity and direction god what should i do in this situation god said to him rise up overtake pursue overtake recover all and that's what he did to the point that when it was time for them to go to war some of his men are so shattered that they couldn't go to war now the point that i'm making is the enemy is going to attack us and is going to give us a, some good blow below the belt are we ready for this We're talking about preparing ourselves. We're talking about engaging the days of the end. And we want to look at every area of our life that we need to be prepared. Alright, we need mental preparation. We need spiritual preparation. Amen. We need to be prepared in every state of our psyche. We need to be prepared. Amen. In how we how we view life, how we see things, how we even look at our own self and our family. Amen. Many of us will have to change. One of the reasons why I feel the Lord will have us, you know, do this teaching and 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 this. You know, our concept of prayer, amen, is that we change how we look at ourselves and how we look at our our spouse, our marriage, our relationship. We have to develop what I call heaven mindset regarding our home, regarding our family. Because if you're borrowing values and borrowing pattern, amen from the world around you, amen. Guess what? The enemy is coming for you. It's gonna come for you, he's gonna attack you in the in the place of your vulnerability. And most time we're vulnerable. Most time many of us are vulnerable when it comes to our relationship. Because we have not developed a kingdom mindset, many people are not living. Amen. Their 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 life. Amen. Their relationship from kingdom values, from kingdom philosophy. All right. We 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 we're still very you know emotionally attached. All right. And our emotion has not been refined. Has not been. God, has, God God is not saying he doesn't want us to have emotion. After all, God gave us emotion. God gave us the the power of 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 pleasure in sex and and all this you know thing that people are searching for. God God gave us that thing. God gave. sex so it's not just about oh no no i'm talking about a refined emotion that while while you are while you are expressing emotion, you understand what is behind that. Amen. While you are expressing love and pleasantry and and, and and you're exchanging gift, all right, and you are kissing yourself, whatever it is, that you understand what is behind that, that you understand the essence of that, all right. That, that love has become a weapon, amen, in, 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 in the hand of, of God, amen, among those who have clear understanding of, of, of God. Intention and the pseudo love also has become, Amen. A weapon, Amen, in the hand of Satan to destroy people who do not have clear insight into God's concept of love. Love is going to be one major weapon the enemy is going to use. The idea of love, the concept, the perverted idea of love. Many of the things that are being promoted today in our in the world system, Amen. But but the globalist is all about love. It's love that is pushing them. If, 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 if we love another one another, why can't a man and a woman live together? All right? if, if we claim this God, you're talking about is love, why is it stopping two women from living together? What, what, what kind of a God is that that wants to destroy our love? <laughs> Come on. Why? I mean, today, people are saying, why can't one man, you know, two women live with one man? After all, we both love the man, so why can't we live? Listen to this. There cannot be an understanding and a definition of love without morality. You cannot divorce love from morality. Morality expresses our love. That's why in love there is constraint. In love there is restraint. Sometimes in love there is no, and you don't feel guilty about it. Love is not just about you submitting, amen, and you giving and yielding yourself, amen, to that which sounds good, that what, what feels good. Love is not about what feels good. Sometimes what feels good is what kills us. Come on. What feels good is what kills us. So we, we we've got to have biblical. A holistic understanding, amen, of the days we are living, so that we don't fall into the pit, we don't fall into the trap of the enemy. This is the day where we need to rise up, amen. If we're going to reclaim our home, excuse me, if we're going to reclaim our marriage, our home, yes, we need to you know, wake up and become the kind of a man that is required and become the kind of woman, amen. The Bible talks about the qualities of the right kind of women, amen, that is required in the days of the end, amen. And the Bible talks about the kind of quality of men that are required so that we can produce the kind of quality of children that will lead, amen, tomorrow, or else the devil will continue to use our ignorance, not just to destroy our life, destroy our family, our community, but destroy, amen, our future, destroy the future of our children, we have to have sight into every area of life, all right, God said in in Ezekiel, I'm going to go back to our key scripture, all right, in this platform, Alright, we've got some key scripture that we look at. And one of the key scripture we've been looking at for you know for for a year plus now is in Ezekiel, Ezekiel twenty two, verse 30. It says, it says, I look, listen, listen to this. It says, I look. God, this is God. God says, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm, I look for a man among them who will build up the wall. So we begin to see the responsibility of a man here. Yes, we understand God is talking about the spirit man, but God is also talking about the literal man. It's talking about the ministry of men is to build up wall. What do you do when you build up war? You protect. You protect. You guide. You guard. You build up. Is I look for a man that will. Build up the wall. That will build up the wall. You know when you when you live in a in a society, I mean, Where the walls are not built, anything can filter into I mean, your, your your domain. You, you, you know, back in those days, houses. You know, they you have this little you know uh, uh, yard, and you you know you 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 cover it with uh, whatever. It is. The, the, the 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 reason for that is to prevent you know people from you know coming into your into your yard, or you prevent you know other animals you know from getting. To your yard, yes. So, so it's important that we we have boundaries. The boundaries defines values. You know, that to today, you know, some of these guy globalists they are fighting. You know, Donald Trump. Not that I support everything Donald Trump does, but I support one thing. I want to build up a wall, because wall is part of our life. If you don't build up the wall, anything flows into our life in the name of immigration. No, no, yes, immigration is is important. But guess what? Everybody cannot just flow into America in the name of immigration. It doesn't work that way. The people that are conversing and saying, no, pull down the wall. Let everybody. No, it is wrong. How would you allow everybody to just flow into your house and come live there? How would you allow anything to just flow into your house and live there? Just in the name of, well, we live in a globalized society. So, no, no, no. No, we, we refuse to accept that idea. The, yes, the people must al- most people must be allowed to move anywhere they want to move in the world. But guess what? There must be amen, a system that says you you are qualified to come in. You are not qualified. Guess what? Why do you put a gate in the front of your house? Why do you build a wall? Because you want to be able to do what? To check. You want to be able to monitor who's in, who is coming in. Always. You understand? Sometimes you're in the house. You live your life. You know, you, with your family. You know. Sometimes I mean, I mean, my. Shop, I mean, everybody's just enjoying themselves in the house and the gate is open. Guess what? Once the gate is open, that is an automatic invitation that you can come in. The reason why we've got gates, the reason why we've got walls, amen, is to prevent people we don't want. And the truth is you better realize that there are certain things you don't want in your life. There are certain things, certain people, certain ideologies you don't want in your space. Thank you so much, Prophet Malcolm, this morning for connecting again. All right? There are certain places, there are certain people you don't want, so you build up the wall. Wall is part of the assignment, wall building, amen, gate building, amen, is part of the assignment of the church, vis-a-vis the prophets and the apostles, amen the priests that is their assignment you read what like i said next year we're going to be dealing with the book of nehemiah the entire book we're going to be dealing with it we want to see how we can begin to build war because these people are telling us don't build war so that they can infiltrate they can infiltrate our homes and they're already doing that Many, many 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 a times i've infiltrated amen you know, our, our life, even through the things we watch on TV, amen, today, amen, I mean, we, we, we live in a world where, you know, even the cyber walls that we claim we build are just too weak. You understand? While you're watching that program on YouTube, amen, there's, suddenly there's, there's, there's a break and there's an advert, all right, that you never called for. And you've seen things that you don't want your children to see in the name of advert. Have you noticed how, how, how strategic the enemy is today? that everything is about, you know, building walls. If you're going to live successfully in this last day, if you're going to live, amen, have, amen, a, 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 you know, a prosperous, you know, family, if you're going to live and have, amen, a, a, an advanced moving family, you must learn to build walls. And where do we build walls first? Remember we've been talking about we, we've we got to b- pull down all the walls. Yes, there are certain walls we must pull down, amen, walls that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. We've got to cast them. They are called strongholds, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about strongholds this morning, <laughs> alright? We've got cast down those strong goals, amen every high thing that exalts itself that's that's an image of pride we've got to pull those down amen but when it comes to building the wall the bible say your wall shall be called praise your gate salvation when we when we when it comes to amen divine protection when it comes to us securing our home our family our our children ah you've got to learn to build walls And these walls are mobile friends the walls we are building they are not stationary they are mobile that everywhere they go there's a divine protection amen there is there's a divine amen guidance that everything must filter must go through that gate that you have built within their heart within their mind that if if this thing does not speak amen to the nature of christ sorry you're not coming in that is why the bible says jesus has become to us a gate He says, I am the door. Amen. Anyone who comes through me will have life, will have eternal life. We've got to understand that we cannot just live our life. What the globalist movement, the globalist society, amen, the humanistic society are trying to promote is, let's pull down every wall, pull down everything, anything goes. Have you noticed how they've captured our children today? Now, they've they've, they've used the idea of of comics and and, and cartoons, Alright, to filter to you know to infiltrate you know the, the 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 world of children. You I mean you watch some of this cartoon that what they call cartoon. You just listen to what they're talking about. <clears throat> you would know that this is not for children. So in my house, they know we filter every cartoon that we watch. Amen. I mean, with my children, we filter, we watch, we I sit with them. We want to because listen to this. Before you know it, they get to your mind. Satan was able to get to Eve because Adam did not understand that he was called to build a wall. All right. <laughs> Listen, the, the wife of Job somehow allowed the walls, because the Bible talks about Job as an intercessor. The, the, walls that Job, the walls that Job was building, amen, that woman did not allow, amen, that, 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 that wall to protect her. She, at, at the spur of the moment, at the heat of the pain, she said, cause God and die. So you begin to understand that wall is a spiritual philosophy that we've got to build. Gate, amen, are spiritual ideologies. They are spiritual principles that we have to build to protect our home. So if we're going to be, a, you know, a, a family that will, that will carry, have you noticed that the purpose of God are carried out through families? God used the family of Job. God used the family of Abraham. God used the family, amen, of Jacob, of Isaac, amen. Come on, God always moved through family it is family, the births, the intentions of God in the church. That's why we say a strong family is a strong ecclesia. If you want to have a strong ecclesia, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to pan the light. We have to beam the light, amen, on our home, particularly on our marriage, amen. We have to see ourselves beyond just two people loving each other, living together, tolerating each other. We have to begin to see the plans of God, the, purposes of god amen for our home because listen to this god brings two people together to achieve to advance his purpose not just for them to have children and just for them to enjoy themselves no no no. beyond that amen beyond what we see and what marriage has been reduced to we have to begin to see the higher vision the higher purpose of god for our home for our family and and that will only begin to happen when we begin to have a clear understanding of who i am every marriage is unique just like every human are unique you see the 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 lack of understanding amen is what has led amen one one third amen of our marriage amen to end up in divorce because i can assure you, particularly among among christians among spiritual leaders can you believe that Listen to this. If we are walking and we have a clear understanding of God's plan and purpose for our life in marriage, we we know why God brought, brought two people together, what God wants to do in the life of two people ah then you begin to understand that there are certain things we have to tolerate you tolerate them not because you're foolish you tolerate them not because you're stupid you tolerate them because of the higher vision because of the higher purpose people have walked out of their marriage because you know the woman went and you know did something and you know the man did something you know something that you know they should be able to forgive and forget because Because they are believers. Because they are followers of Christ. You know, if if the Bible says, love your neighbor, how much more? Your wife. You say, no, this woman hurt me. Come on, what kind of a heart? What kind of a heart will a woman, amen, you know, commit, you know, do to you to the point that you declare? No, I mean, I I want out. I want a divorce. Come on. You want a divorce, you don't understand what that is doing. Not just to your own immediate family, but to the community. Because for every divorce, listen to this, we weaken, we weaken, amen, the the prophetic program of God through marriage, amen, for the earth. We weaken it. For every divorce, we weaken the counsels of God. Listen to this. We, we, We settle for divorce because somehow, listen to this, because somehow we have not come to understand our own personal flaws. It's called hypocrisy. It is hypocrisy that makes people say, no, no, I can't take this. Listen to this. When you begin to mature and understand the ways of God, I'm telling you, you can live with the devil. You can live with the devil. When you begin to understand the ways of God, you will live with the devil and the devil will never be able to touch you. You see, but when we, when we allow the world system, you see, the divorce is an idea of the world. I'm going to show you something in the scripture. In fact, I, I, I've not opened any scripture, but I'm going to show you one or two things. When we, when we allow the enemy, okay, to reduce us to the place where we say, no, no, I can't take this again. Listen to this. When I was growing up in the, in, in the Lord, I also think this kind of a thing, I would not be able to handle it. But as you grow and you begin to understand the characters of God. You see, what is lacking in the church is that we, we talk so much about the things of God, but we lack the understanding. And we lack the implementation of the nature of the character of God. Bible says God is love. <laughs> God is love. And, 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 and Paul went to begin to explain to us what love is. Love does not insist on its own. Love forgives when you begin to look at those characters of love you ask yourself how many how many of us amen have really or claim that we have lived in this quality of the nature of the character of love love does not refer to you know yesterday Say, so, yes that's what you did yesterday the same thing you did listen to this: the scripture says we must be able to forgive you know 70 times 7 in a day how many of us lived in that realm You say, a man of God, you don't understand. You you don't understand. Listen, there is nothing you can talk about. There is nothing. People have gone through or are going through. All right? I'm not saying I've gone through everything, but I've gone through things in my relationship, in my marriage, all right, that that could have suggested me to just move away and just move on. But I, I took my stand. Because, because the taking the my stand amen, is in alignment with what the word of God says. We've got to align our life to the word of God. Not align our life to our feelings, to our emotion, <laughs> to how people have defined God, to us, to how people have defined marriage. You know, many of us went into relationship with this idea, with this holy, Hollywood idea, you know, with, with our traditional idea, all right, with our societal idea. Many of us allow, amen, the, 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 the flaws and the weakness, amen, that we've seen around us to infiltrate. Well, because you saw it happen to the house of Sister, you know, Johnson. And then you, you looked at, you know, brother, you know, God knows what, Kevin. You see the same thing. Then you look there, you see, it, it, and all you're seeing is the same thing. So you conclude that, well, it's also going to happen. And maybe you start seeing the trace in your own home. You say, well, I said it, I said it. The devil said, yeah, you said it, and it's going to happen to you. Listen to this. You have to, when I got married, I made up my mind, no divorce. Now, the, 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 the idea of what we're sharing this morning is not just about divorce, but I, I'm, I'm kind of broadening an understanding because, you see, it is understanding that gives us Stability. Bible says wisdom amen shall be the stability of your time. If you have understanding and the understanding is clear, you understand there is nothing somebody listen to this. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, God sent his son to die for us. Why? While, while you were still deep in that sin, Jesus died, pay the price. <laughs> while I was still crazy, doing my own crazy things. Jesus died on the cross, not while I was looking okay and nice. That's why I hate people who use, you know, you know the, 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 the grace of God for granted. After all, grace covers it all. No, no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There's a standard that we need to apply, that we need to abide with when we come to God, when we come into the scope of the things of God. We become, listen to this, we become a pace setter, we become a standard, we become a lighthouse, amen. We become, amen, that that that, that candlelight that is set, amen, in the in, in the in the house, amen, on the table, not on the bush, not not under the bushel. No, we we are placed. We light the house. That's what we are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be giving light to the society, and not the society influencing us. I'm praying, I'm hoping that, amen, in this coming season, that we will see less of divorce in the church, in the body of Christ. Because that weakens the advancement of the, of the counsel of God for the ecclesia. That, that, that hinders, amen, the position of spiritual leadership and authority. Guess what? A pastor that have divorced three, four times. Why is he going to say to the people? That's why I said yesterday, I'm going to repeat it today. Somebody like, you know, uh, 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 Paula White, who, who has, who, I mean, the, 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 the person she's living with now is the, is the third man. And you say, that's fine with God. That cannot be fine. And I'm not saying she, she can't carry out whatever ministry she's, but she's not supposed to be a leader again. These are things we need to speak about, we need to talk about in the church. Yes, because she's abdicated a responsibility. Uh, listen, responsibility is not the fact that you are leading people, responsibility is a spiritual status, leadership is a spiritual status. And I talk about spiritual leadership now. It's a spiritual status. It's not the fact that you've got five thousand people following you. No, 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 that's not what makes you a leader. What makes you a leader is not the number of people following you. Is the authority you carry in the spirit to shift things to advance the purposes of God. Amen. You can you can be a figurehead leader. You can you, you can be leading a congregation. Amen. Of of 2,000 because you are applying humanistic wisdom to run the church. People will, people, will, people will love you. And we're seeing that. People will love you. They will hail you. Wow. But guess what? Guess what? In the things of the spirit, you are not recognized. Before the throne of God, you are not recognized. You, you are just, you know, you know, a figurehead. You know, you're like like, like a saw who, who, who ruled for 14 years, but the presence of God has left him. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, you know, what, what's, what's this? What's, what's this? Samson. You're like Samson. The Bible says Samson did not know that God has left him but he was there he was doing his own thing but he did not know that the lord has left him so so we can be we can be we can still be occupying a place a position an office why the grace of god what about isaiah <laughs> isaiah the bible says in the year king uzziah died as saw the lord and the next verdict after he'd gone through the process they were saying who shall i send <laughs> And and Isaiah was like, but excuse me, didn't you send me? No, no, no. Yes, you were sent. But guess what? You abdicated your responsibility to a principality called Uzziah. So it was the year King Uzziah died that the eyes of Isaiah was opened, you know, into the activities of God. And he realized, my word, I've been demoted. I've been removed. But in the physical realm, he's still the prophet. But guess what? His position, his authority, his scepter of authority has been taken from him. They're looking for somebody else to give to. Until they touch, amen, his, 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 his lips again, his mouth, amen, with a coal of fire. Touch his tongue, amen, and purify him. Hallelujah. And they say, now go in this. Listen to this. We can be functioning. We can be functioning in an office while the authority and the grace and the giftings of that authority has been lifted. Because the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. Yes. God is not going to take it from you. But guess what? The legitimacy, the authority that I think ought to produce in your life is no longer there. So we've got to understand that if we're talking about restoring our home, we're talking about coming into that sphere, into that arena, hallelujah, where where we are positioned as a voice to our home. That no Satan comes into your garden, hallelujah, speaking to your wife and you're there with your mouth closed and your eyes is just blinking and and here's a conversation going on. I mean, I'm seeing that happening today in in the body of Christ. I mean, even among men of God, that people are using gifts, all right, to, 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 to counter authority. The man of God I was counseling some, some, some time back, was telling me that, uh, you know, another man of God came into their life and came into their marriage to the point that the wife is listening to that man, that his counsel, it may no longer stand, that the man of God says, you come meet me in this conference, and the man of God he himself is not going, there, but this man is saying, you must be there. Because the wife sees that, oh wow, this man is, is is anointed; he's a prophet, to the point that he's almost creating a wedge between between her and and, and a, you know and the husband. And I mean, people didn't know what to do about this. Listen to this: we're seeing those things happen, happening. We've got to take back. We've got to take our place and our responsibility, hallelujah, at the gate. That's why I'm saying that if we're going to rise up and become that, you know, unformidable, I mean, company of men, become that army of God, amen, I pro- progressing towards the days of the end, we have to begin to redefine, I mean, our place in the earth. We have to begin to take our position. We have to begin to rebuild, amen, I the broken walls, of of our relationship, we have to begin to restore the burnt gates gate is the place of leadership i said it yesterday guess what when the enemy burned our gate when we are taken captive that's where it starts from you see before you before you experience bond gates amen and 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 broken walls amen there must be what captivity yes 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 when we allow amen ourselves to 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 move away from the position of obedience in relationship with god guess what we get we go into captivity we get captured by babylonians and that's what is happening today the Babylonians system is capturing us and when they capture us amen it it, it leaves us vulnerable it leaves our home our family that's why one of the things we have to restore back to you know to our home in 2020 amen in fact from today if you're watching me amen is a prayer altar amen you must gather your family and not just pray those mumbo-jumbo prayers come on you've got to pray prophetically you've got to pray with sight amen for your wife for your husband amen you've got to pray for your children what are you doing you're building you are restoring the walls and the gate of their life and you're shattering amen that 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 chain of captivity guess what you can be kissing each other and be loving each other meanwhile you've been captive you, you be, you, you've you been captured hallelujah you, you're, you're in captivity you've got to understand that pseudo love amen an emotional expression is not the definition of God's love God's love is tough it protects God's love hallelujah is strong hallelujah it prevents the powers of darkness from stepping into your into your arena you've got to understand this thing You've got to understand this. If you're you're a weak man, listen to this. The system of this world that wants to destroy marriage, that's where we began from yesterday. There's a system out there designed to destroy everything that marriage is and means and represent from God's perspective, from heaven's perspective. That's the system. Because they understand if you destroy. You see, what, what led... What led the destruction of the, you know, the, the, the first generation, the first century generation, all right? Or let's even go back to Adam, all right? Let's go back to the days of Adam. What, what led to that? It was the, bro- the the broken order of of of, of 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 his relationship. Once you destroy a relationship, you destroy the society. Once you destroy marriage, you destroy society. Once you weaken a marriage, amen, listen to this. No matter how prosperous that society may, may look, everything is going to begin to, amen, crumble. Everything will begin to nosedive. Everything will begin to take, hallelujah, a crumble. Because listen to this. The strength of of any society, amen, is the strong values of the home. The strength of a society is not the economy. The economy is first the marriage. The economy of a society is first, amen, a strong, amen, unformidable marriage. A a marriage that cannot be penetrated by the paths of darkness. That is the economy of a nation. And that's why you would notice that very rich people. who understand true wealth, they got their home, they got their children, they got their family. They don't just live a frivolous, a frivolous life. Now that's what society wants. Go for wealth, get it. You know, you know. We think, okay, the more we buy for our children, the more we buy for our wives, the more we buy for our homes. Amen. Is what defines our love for them. Now, that's good, but that's not what defines love. What defines love is a spiritual covering. Hallelujah. What defines love is a spiritual connection. If you if you you see if you're not connected to your wife spiritually and your wife is not connected to you spiritually, listen to this: the enemy will always create friction. It will use the issues of communication. It will use the issues of sex. It will use the issues of money. hallelujah, To weaken, to destroy, and to nullify that marriage, and you'll be tolerating each other. And the devil one day will look for a nice good blow. He will go to your past, amen, and find it. Because listen to this, listen to this: the enemy knows. He knows our weakness. The enemy is not omnipotent, but he's been tracking us from the days we were born, particularly if God Amen, has placed a seal upon your life. Some of us, amen, from the day we were born, people have noticed this one is special. <laughs> you see, once they notice that you're special, the devil also marks you. The devil is never in a hurry. Listen to this, the devil is never in a hurry to attack you. He will wait for you for the next 10 years, 30 years. Some of us he will wait for us 40 years before he strike, because when he strike, he knows he won't fail. <laughs> so he will wait for, he will wait for you, amen. in that day, in that period, in that season where you think yes, you've arrived, you you're, now, you, you're about to hit it hard, it strikes you. It strikes you. Now, we, 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 we want to track this thing with strong, amen, prophetic understanding, amen, and build with, amen, you know, an unformidable apostolic grace. It's called wisdom. Wisdom is building a house. Wisdom is building this house. And we have to, hallelujah, protect our home, protect, amen, our family. We have to, amen, seek grace, seek resource from God. We have to, hallelujah, engage. This, this must be, listen to this, the beginning and the ultimate of our warfare, because whatever warfare we are doing out there, amen, that does not speak into the protection, amen, of our, of our marriage, of our relationship. Listen, like I said, marriage is not the fact that, you know, both of you love each other. Is beyond that idea and that definition that we have in our mind. Amen. Marriage is not the fact that, oh, this guy is so nice to me, He's so kind to me. Oh, he gives me this gift. In marriage is not how you present yourself to your husband in terms of your physical look. Amen. You may be able to charm him, but if you have not captured his heart, come on. If she has not captured your heart, listen to this. You, you're still, you're still, you're still far, amen, from the values of God, amen. The two shall become one. How do you separate one? It is the arithmetics of God. It is the mathematics of God that two becomes one. That is something beyond what human mind can comprehend. That's why, you know, we talked about that yesterday. The Bible says in Ephesians, he said when he was talking about marriage, he said, but I speak about Christ and the church. If you understand the ministry of Christ and the church, you will understand what marriage is. So you can see, That marriage is a reflection, is a mirror, hallelujah, of the position of the ecclesia to to, to, to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the body of Christ is called the bride of Christ. For many people who are preaching sonship, if you don't understand the position of the bride, you will never understand sonship. I've said it before, let me say it again, hallelujah. If we don't understand the position of the church first as the bride of Christ, you will never understand and function, hallelujah, within the scope of the church as the son. Because listen to this, for authority to be able to, you know, to function, for us to be able to execute authority in the place of sonship, first of all, we must be, we must be covenantally married to Christ. You see, that speaks of relationship. Sonship speaks of authority. Sonship speaks of irresponsibility. Sonship speaks of, you know, uh, 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 you know representation. <laughs> but listen to this. The bride speaks of the heart. I have found the man whose heart is after me. You can be a son in the house and not have the heart of the father. Oh, come on. This is heavy. You can be a son and never have the heart you don't have the heart of christ so for all those apostles preaching sonship but without balancing it with the ministry of the bride listen to this your sonship or your revelation of sonship amen is skewed that's why we cannot just listen to this the apostolic is not just about one side the apostolic amen is a four facet ministry is a four facet ministry You've got to have the whole face. (laughs) You've got to have the entire revelation. You have to eat the whole loaf. You can't eat one aspect and run with it because you heard some apostle God from God knows where, you know, preach this thing. And everybody knows him and he's preaching sonship. And because you like it, you also run with it. No, this is a day of balance. You've got to eat the whole loaf so you can have full, clear understanding of what the Lord is doing in our day. You cannot run with one aspect. That's why you see, I'm a prophet, but I don't. I don't. I'm not limited to the, to just preaching on the prophetic. My prophetic is to bring the entire council, the entire council of Christ, Hallelujah, to creation, to humanity. My prophetic ministry, Amen, is for the redemption of creation. The Bible says the earth is groaning, even till this day, creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Who are the sons of God? Those who carry the heart of Christ. Sons are those who carry the heart of Christ because only those who carry the heart of Christ can reveal Christ. Sonship is not about revealing yourself. It's not about revealing your gift. <laughs> it's about the manifestation of Christ in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you don't have, if you don't have Christ in you, how do you, re, how do you manifest the spirit of sonship? Jesus said, only what I see my father do, I carry out. Are we getting this, friends, this morning? This is, this is how we engage 2020 and the days ahead of us. Listen, friends, I'm not going to scare you, but the days ahead amen, are going to get bumpy. They're going to get more challenging because as we move closer, amen, as we move closer, amen, in human calendar, we're pressing further, amen, into the days of Christ. The kingdom of God is coming near us. In the days of the nearness of the kingdom, amen, earth and earth dwellers are imparted because listen to this the nearness of the kingdom will begin to make impact on every. listen to this it's not the devil <laughs> it, no the lord is taking back the earth and as he as he, as as he comes as a light of of his of his coming dawns and us, everything that is not in alignment with his will hallelujah they begin to fly here and there they go into oblivion there is going to be war It's not the devil. The Days of the end, it's not about the Antichrist. It's about the manifestation of Christ. Because he's coming. Listen to this. It's not like a lamb. He's coming, amen, as a lion. So we're hearing the roaring of his coming. We're hearing the roaring of his coming into our homes, into our family, amen, into our marriage. We're hearing the roaring, his coming, galloping, hallelujah, upon, as he rides upon, amen, upon the cloud. And as the, as the saints, those who have gone ahead of us, hallelujah, make their way back with him, things will begin to align to the order of God. Because listen to this, the Bible says, all eyes shall see him, including those who pierce him in the sight. They will see that this man Is a son, but it's not just a son, he's a king, and he's coming with a scepter of iron to rule the earth. So, we've got to track all this in our minds, in our understanding. All right, let's not live our life thinking, Oh, the, the devil. No, it's not the devil. If you want to see the devil, yeah, you get a lot of devils. Amen. If you want to see the devil, you get a lot of devils in your marriage, but if you want to see Christ, amen, amen, challenging those areas, amen, those wrong values that we have imbibed, amen, those kind of belief system, amen, those insecure character and, and dysfunctional attitude that we need to deal with, you know, that idea of you standing on your own thing. You don't want to submit. Say the world system. Say don't submit. I'm, why must you submit to 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 a man? Why must you? Why must you? Why must you just you know yield yourself to just love the woman? Can't you see the craziness of our life? Guess what? When you track with God, you track with God's intention. Listen to this. You submit to the will of God. You're not submitting to the man. You're submitting to the will of God. You're submitting to the counsel of God in that process, in that marriage. Like I said yesterday, it's important that we understand that we are marrying the right people, that we're connected to the right people. But guess what? If you have married the wrong person, (laughs) it's too late to say, oh, God, help me. I married the wrong person. Because how do you know the, the wrong person? Wrong, r- r- the wrong person is not defined by the character of the person. The wrong person, amen, is defined by the person not aligning to God's prophetic, amen, intention for the marriage. That's what defines marrying the wrong person. But once you do that, guess what? All things work together. There's a scripture that can help you. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. And are called after his purpose. So what are you doing? Father, yes, it seems I've married the wrong person. But guess what? Because your word declares that you hate the So I align myself. I align my mind, my thought, amen, to your divine process in correcting my mistake. Even in this relationship, I submit myself in love to you and to this person. You appeal to the, you know, to the court of heaven. Help me, Father. So that I don't live my life in regret. Yes. Because the Bible says you can make mistakes, but even in our mistake, God can. So you don't walk out of the marriage. It is the lie of the enemy that tells you, well, you can walk out of, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that someone should do to you to make you take a stand and say, I'm walking out of that relationship. It's ungodly. Listen to this. You marry someone else, have you noticed that whatever you're going to get from this person you're living is the same thing you're going to get from that person in terms of emotional fulfillment. The sex is not going to be different. The presentation of of love is not going to be different. The person may just have a different way of smiling (laughs) if that's what you're looking for. But guess what? The character structure might even be worse. Because what defines people, all right, it is not just the feelings. It's not just the temporal feelings, all right, that the enemy wants us to think. Oh, I just love the way you smile. I just love the way you look. Ah, I just love the way you hold me, you know, because those are things that fallen people are looking for. You see, that's why I say marriage is not for falling people. I just love the way you surprise me. God may give you a man that will never, does not to surprise you, but he is a man in the spirit. That's why you've got, to un, you've got to be able to track the man by the spirit, track the woman by the spirit. Because when you compare, amen, who God has given to you to, another person, guess what? That's the, that's the place of disaster. You've just created, amen, a point of disaster for your relationship. Because God, God prepares people, hallelujah, and put them in a relationship that carries out his purpose. So it's for, you to, it's for you to locate, it's for you to see this unique thing, this unique man, heaven has given to this unique woman, heaven has given to you. He may never know how to buy you a flower. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love you or she doesn't love you. Alright, because the world system says, well, if the man is not buying you a flower, he doesn't love you. Listen to this, that's a lie. The love is in the heart of the man and how, how he protects, how he expresses that love to you, how he's motivated, amen, in the fulfillment of the will of God. Listen to this. Marriage is centered around the fulfillment of the will of God. If the man has no sight into that, I tell you, if you have not married, I tell I will advise you, walk away, run. In fact, run away from such a man. Because a man can give you heaven and earth if his heart has not been given to the Lord, one day he's going to take all those things he give to you. Because humans are fickle. You cannot trust human beings. You cannot trust human beings. Humans are fickle. The same people who said, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who come in the... The same people turn against me and say, crucify him. That's how humans are. <laughs> Jesus said, Peter, you don't know who you are. I'm telling you, you're going to deny me three times before the crow three times, you're going to deny me. Peter said, no, not over my dead body. If everybody disowned you, not me, Jesus said, Peter, you still don't know who you are. You don't know how far you are falling. You don't know what the fall is and means to man. I know you love me, but there's something on the inside that when the enemy touches that thing, you will deny The man you think you know, I'm sorry, you don't know him. The woman you think you know, you don't know him. Except you know them by the Spirit. And the person who has not discovered his place or place in the Spirit is somebody that will be very difficult to locate in the spiritual radar. When we marry, we marry because of, amen, the maturity of our spirit aligning to the purposes of God for our life. That is the place and position where we can secure our home, amen, amen. So that when God gives us children, we have prophetic insight into their lives. We're not forcing them to become what we could not become. We're not forcing them, amen, to be like every other children out there. No, we raise them in accordance to God's divine program for their life. You see, that's why I keep saying to you, marriage, amen, was designed as heaven's prophetic blueprint in the establishment of the Father's prophetic program for the earth. We will need this wisdom as we engage the days of the end. There is nothing, amen, you can do in the natural to secure your home. Securing your home, amen, must be done in the spirit because your home is for a spiritual state. Your home is not just some physical address somewhere. Your home is for a spiritual state because the Bible says we are the what? We are the house of God. We are the temple of God. So what do you think God is doing? Everything that defines your life, amen, has a spiritual Nature in the cloud, you know, you know, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's used to be a spiritual language. But today the cloud has also become a, you know, a, 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 a technological term. All right. Everything now is built in the cloud. All your information is stored in the cloud. Before the world talked about the cloud, we've been living in the cloud. We've been storing our lives, our homes in the cloud. Amen. The Bible says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. My treasure is in the cloud. Come on. The, the, the security we have is in the cloud not, not some physical address listen to this, they can burn down your house things will happen to you in the natural realm that you like things have happened to people in the natural realm and they came to conclusion this, this is not God this cannot be God put yourself in the position of Job come on, put yourself in the position of Peter excuse me, not Peter uh, of, uh, of Paul, put yourself in the position of Joseph all this activity shipped, shaped them. And many of them came to a conclusion. Put yourself in the position I've talked about it, Job and this and his wife. All of these things are part of the divine program of God that will build amen, the character nature that we need to, to function, excuse me, to function within the sphere of our assignment. So never you look at all that you went through, amen, and, and allow the enemy to build bitterness in you to the point that you can no longer express love. That's still the problem of many people today. All they've been through, amen. They were molested, all right? They were, they were, they were abused. They you know all kinds of things happened to them in life. They grew up, they never allowed themselves to be healed, to be, you know, to be free, to be delivered. And they went into a relationship only to become a problem to that relationship. Because the enemy will continue to mirror that problem even in the, in the life of that person that is innocent and never did you wrong. No, but every time you look at that person you, 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 you see that person amen as, as, as your punching bag. That's a place you want to you want to release your, your steam of anger and, and, and bitterness. That it shouldn't be. That's why a lot of people, 10, 20 years in their marriage, they never fulfill the purpose of God for that relationship. Why? Because they're forever quenching fire. They're forever quenching fire for, you know, you know a, a runaway emotion. They're forever quenching fire of anger. They're forever quenching fire of hatred. And, you know, and, 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 you know what somebody said against you. Know, come on, mature, grow up. We don't have all the time in the world to play. We've got to focus and fulfill the purpose of God. We have to live our life in understanding why God took us through. Listen to this. Everything we went through in life, no matter how bad those things are. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this because I went through some terrible things. I mean, I went through some crazy things in life. So, so don't say, although oh, it's because you don't understand. <laughs> if I tell you of, 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 of what I went through in life, you will know that I do understand. But you see, what I went through in life has made the me it's a choice every one of us have got a choice you know why many of us don't want to choose amen to let go because we have, we have some have found security in that pain you know a lot of people love their pain they love you know they, they love their insecurity because it gives them you know a, a, it gives them attention it gives them you know a, a position to use it gives them a kind of a force a power all right to use there's a woman that I used to counsel. You've got to let go. No, she's not going to let go. You know why? Because that, that, that insecurity in her life has given her a sense of identity, a sense of you know, power. If you take that you know, insecurity and dysfunctionality from her, she can't handle herself. She can't, some people cannot handle amen, the, 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 their true self. So they, they, they prefer to hide behind that marks, that, that, you know, whatever it is that they wear, they prefer to hide behind it. And it's not just about women alone, it's also about men. Because listen to this, what happens to us are things that damages our heart, damages who we are on the inside. Regardless of how nice you look, it's, it's not the suit that defines us, it's not the nice dressing that defines us, come on, it's not our hairdo, come on, it's not the nice shoe that we are it's not even the car that we ride. You know, many people go for certain cars to give them certain prestige, to give them certain class. That's good. But guess what? A true man of God, a true sighted spiritual person will see through you. Will see through you. It's not not how big your house is that defines who you are. It is the state and the quality of your heart. The posture of your life before heaven. (laughs) That's what define us. That's why somebody like me, you cannot mesmerize me by bringing me to a palace and say, wow. I will like it. I will appreciate it. But guess what? It doesn't change my, my values, my, my, my concept of life. You see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. You see, who you are, who you are on the inside is what the devil wants to destroy and give you the fake one, all right? They take, they, they take your true identity and give you a fake one. You run around, you know, portraying this image that you have to win the dress every day. It's called cosmeo. Women understand that cosmetics. Every day you have to put on the makeup. You have to put on the makeup, all right? Because by the night the thing is wear off. You have to remove it. You have to wear another one. That's what we do. We wear makeup. It's just like Adam, Amen. And even the garden, you you know, you you keep dressing yourself with a fig leaf. But the fig leaf is gonna dry up, so you're gonna need another fig leaf. Come on, aren't you tired of the fig leaf? And let let's go back to the place where we can be covered with the glory of God. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says when they fell, their eyes were open and they discovered they've been naked. Wow, you've been naked all your life. You never know that because you live with a sight that is called a glorious sight. That in 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 that dimension of life, when you see a naked woman, you're not moved. Because you've been you have you have been brought into the day of the glory of God. Isn't is not that what Make many of people to many, many of us to fall. You see a naked woman. Oh, all your wall just collapse. You forget who you are. Everything you build just in one minute. Whew. The same with men. The same with women. But you know, but sex, because we can handle it. You see, all that speaks into our fallen nature that we are we have we are still struggling. Amen. To discover to re, to come back to our true state in the beginning. It was when they fought, they saw that they were naked. They've been naked all the while, but they were covered with the glory. You see, when you're covered with the glory, a naked woman will not cause you to fall. When you're covered with the glory, a naked man will not cause you to fall. Because that's the strongest, listen to this, that's one of the strongest weapons of the enemy. Just show them naked women, just show them. That's why they keep showing us naked women on the TV. Just keep showing, just keep bombarding their mind. One day they're going to collapse and it's working. <laughs> it's working if you are not strong Amen, in the will of God. That's why studying the word of God is not an option. You know why? When you study the word of God, you're building walls. You're building firewalls. You see? The People who are into the world of computer and, and networking, they understand that. If you're going to be networking, if you're going to be networking with life, if networking is like you're doing evangelism. Uh, I was sharing yesterday, you know, I, I used to know brothers back in those days. You know, man of God, you understand what I'm talking about. Back in those days, we we'll go do evangelism. You know, <laughs> people say, oh, you want to evangelize, then they go to brothel. Only for you to realize the brother has fallen. Because he can't even handle seeing a woman, you know, that that breast is open. She can't handle handle it. He falls. These are things we should be dealing with. And not these little peripheral things. Uh, No. Uh, How do do I handle? Because you're going to be going out. You're going to be networking. Yes. You need to have a strong firewall. Firewalls that cannot be penetrated by lust, by perversion, by ungodliness. Because they, listen to this. If you're saying it's not going to happen, you lie to yourself. You lie to yourself. It's going to happen. The enemy is going to do everything to test your marriage. It's going to bring another woman into your marriage. It's going to bring another man. And most of the time, guess what? He does them even in the place of ministry. That's why if your husband is in ministry, don't police him, but you've got to learn how to pray for him and how to serve the grace of God in his life. There is nothing, there is nothing that a man of God appreciates the most than a wife that serves his ministry. You see, there are two different things. You can serve the man because he's your your husband, but serving the grace of God in his life is a different dimension. And most women, particularly in this part of the world, have not learned that. And that's why there are men for. To other women, to their you know, to the secretary, or you know, to another w- w- woman, nice woman in the church, yes, because the devil knows. He knows that all the, all you're doing is just a makeup, <laughs> you know, it's just you know a show face. the 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 devil knows that you do not honor, you do not respect the man, you don't respect his giftings and grace. So he plants a woman, who serves that grace, who loves that grace. You see. Listen to this, most women, particularly wives of of, of pastors, you know, apostles, they do not understand or recognize the anointing, the grace of God and how to tap into that in in the life of their husband. That is something you have to, you see, that's why I keep saying, you've got to understand that the marriage was designed for something. You see, marriage speaks into the calling, into the ministry. You see, it's a a two-way thing. The calling and the gift goes along with the kind of person they put in your life. The kind of man, you know, the kind of woman. And you must have sight into that. Because if you don't, listen to this, you're going to be comparing your wife, amen, with, uh, with Pastor Paul's wife. Pastor Paul's wife is very charismatic. But your wife is not charismatic. Your wife, in fact, don't speak in the church. She's just a quiet person. That's who she is. But she's, she can pray. And she has sight, she knows that, amen, after, after service, she knows that she needs to do X, Y, Z, amen, to protect the anointing, not to protect the man, not to protect the man. You know, you know you're not stopping and blocking the man. Now people are coming to, you know, see the man. No, you, so what do you want to do? You, so who are you? No, my, my husband is busy. No, 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 that's not what you do that. You lose the man. Because the man must function in his calling. You've got to trust God Isaiah, to protect his ministry, to cover him in prayer, and of course to watch. Watch and pray, that's what the Bible says, but you cannot block the man. You cannot try to outdo yourself by, oh, you, 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 you're first lady, come on, fuck. that thing is nonsense. That thing they call first lady in the church, who made the man the first man, who made him the first lady? You want to run the church of God like a like a politician, you know? circus. Come on, let's let's let let let's let's reclaim the, the 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 house of God and the vision of God. Your position, Aliyah, is not to outdo everybody by your dressing. You have the biggest, you know, a cap, you know, hat, amen. Your dressing is is to kill because you are the first lady. You must dress to the point that every other person must be secondary. It doesn't work that way because listen to this: the devil will plant one person in the church who will who will. T- Take you up in your competition and will beat you hands down. <laughs> and your, your husband will be looking at that woman with one eye. Mm. Why he's looking at you and say, Hallelujah, honey, hi. But his second eye is in that woman. You know why I'm talking about this? In fact, these are not things that I plan to talk about, but the Spirit of God is bringing this thing up because that's what is happening in the church. And those are the things we need to deal with if we're going to engage with this at the end. How to love our wife, how to love our children unconditionally is something that must be born in the spirit it must be born in the spirit and must be maintained in the spirit waking up in the night and just praying for your home and just covering your family and just you know interceding for them and just pouring love and just making those decrees is important it will go a long way and guess what having said this thing God may put a woman or a man in your life who does not see In fact, in most cases, I've noticed this among men of God that are very, very strong in the things of the Spirit. Mature people. God may just put a woman who really does not even care about your sense of or your state of spirituality. And, and it seems as if the devil is using that person. Amen. You know, most time, amen, it's, 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 it's the woman. You know, I wanted to say it's between, you know, it could be the man or the woman, but most times it's a woman. God will, because in most cases, it's the man that is visible in ministry. So God puts a woman in your life that doesn't even see anything. You're praying for everybody. Heaven is your praying down fire. You, you, I mean, things are happening. It's like she doesn't even give a, 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 a damn of what you're doing. She doesn't bother. <laughs> and the devil come and whisper to your ears. You see? This woman doesn't love you. you got to look for somebody who will honor you because everybody wants to be honored, wants to be appreciated, wants to be recognized, amen, as as, as one that is being used of God. That's that's, that's that's what I've seen in many men of God, including me, until the Lord dealt with me growing up. God may put a woman in your life who doesn't care about ministry? But God puts that woman there. You know what? That woman is there to safeguard you, so that ministry doesn't get into your brain. I never thought of it that way until the Lord began to speak to me. Amen. When I when I was talking about, excuse me, when I was you know making some research on you know on marriage ministry and the purpose of God for the last for the last day. You see, we've got to have sight into all these things. The woman is there in your life. Everybody's moved, everybody's falling under the path. Things are happening, impartation here and there, but she's just there like a stick. <laughs> you see, if you're not tracking with the wisdom of God, you will say, This woman is a devil. This one here, a devil planted into my life. And I've seen many men of God, all right, fall into that trap. I say, This woman. She doesn't care about anything. We're talking about ministry. We're talking about advancing the purpose of God, doing this. She's just there. She doesn't care. She doesn't bother. Listen to me before you make that decision. Wait. That's the grace God put in your life to check you. Everybody respect you and honor you, but she's there. It's to remind you. It's to remind you. It's to keep you in check. Is a ton in the flesh is a gift from God. <laughs> Did you hear what I've said? That's a ton in the flesh. They gave it to Paul. They always give it to everyone that carries, Amen, an arrowhead ministry. They give it to them. They put such people in their life. So don't think it's the devil. It's not the devil. And when she has fulfilled, when she has fulfilled a purpose, Amen, in your life, God will touch her heart. God will turn our heart. God will turn that captivity around. But guess what? Don't walk out. Don't do crazy things. Because you're not getting the kind of, you know, a a response. Your response should be from the Lord. Not from man. That's why I said it yesterday. If you're going to marriage because you're expecting you know this woman to complete you. You see, something I'm going to marry for this person to complete me. I, you, you made the, you made the mistake. It is Christ that completes us. The completion is the completion, amen, in the context of fulfilling divine purpose. Of fulfilling divine purpose. What are we talking about? This thing is not for the weak. This thing is not for immature. Marriage was never designed for immature people. It was never designed for unbelievers. No. It was never designed for weak people. It was never designed for blind people. It was designed, hallelujah, to carry, to reflect, to manifest God's divine program. So if, if two people are into marriage, back in those days, we, we do what we call, you know, marriage counseling, before you, you know, you start cutting, and you want to cut a guy, you want to go out with this guy, listen, the first thing you've got to discover is what's his purpose in life? What's his calling? Does that speak into God's plan and purpose for your life? If that's not there, well, that's evening, you finish your whatever, just end it there. Bye. Be friends. Stop looking at his face and looking at, uh, no matter the Talent you see in him, walk away. Because you want to marry somebody, amen, that will enhance the grace of God and the purpose of God in your life. That will take it from where it is, amen, to that point where indeed you can begin to say, "Wow." Marriage is supposed to be an enhancer of the vision and the callings and the purpose of God for our life. It's a tool to fulfilling God's purpose for us. It's not just for us to, you know, have a nice time. Come on, you understand what I'm talking about. I mean, even with the issue of love and sex, I mean, you, 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 you enjoy the pleasure of sex at most for 30 minutes. Most time is not up to that. I'm saying this because I know there are no children listening. At most for 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, guess what? You live with a lifetime of the responsibility of that pleasure, of that pleasure, of that 30 minutes pleasure. So if you don't have sight into that, that pleasure becomes a regret. Because now you're pregnant, you know, you're pregnant, but you're looking at this man that you don't love. So what's the joy? You know? That's why we bring children into this world, all right, that that that, that inherit all kinds of resentment, anger, you know, hatred, pride. Why? Because that is who you are. Who you are is what gets reflected. Your state of thought gets reflected, imparts the life of the child, an innocent child. An innocent child that came to this world because of your momentary pleasure. That's why I've got to track Moses. Moses refused the pleasure of Egypt. It refused. Moses refused, amen, the pleasure of Egypt that was for a season. Every pleasure, amen, listen to this, comes. With a responsibility or a consequence. Our sister, well, next year we'll talk about marriage. I guess I've started already. Because the Lord wants us to know those things. We've got to know so that when we're praying, we know what to pray for. So when you're dealing with resentment in your marriage, you know how to pray. You know what to do. Amen. When you're dealing with anger and pride and hatred, it, these are all things that are real. In your marriage, particularly in this part of the world, South Africa, is so rife. Got to deal with it. If you're dealing with pretense, you know what to do, all right. Most of the time, it's not about you. Now you're trying to outdo yourself. You know, no, no. matter how you outdo yourself, it's not going to work. It's a spiritual thing that you need to deal with. Listen to this. I have watched people change by the power of prayer, and I've seen people, all right, that you know, all kinds of things has been done, given to them to change, but they never change. It is the Holy Spirit, Amen, that changes the heart of people. So if you think what you're doing, you know, uh, <laughs> make the man the best of food, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. He's going to like it, but guess what? His eye is still going to be somewhere else. Because you, you're not speaking into something in his heart. That's why the Bible talks about, you know, the, the, the beauty of a woman is the adoring of the heart, is the virtue of the heart. The Bible talks about the virtuous woman. You want to look at all those things you ask yourself how, how, how deep am I? How, quali- how quality are my virtues what am I doing that is different from what other women are doing out there where are you borrowing borrow your, 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 your visual your, your, your values from? We live in a world here in South Africa where you know most most homes are are, 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 are captured by seven Dila. They they watch this program called Seven Dila. That's where they get their values of running a home. Some some all right, it's all this so 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 you know. Come on, we've got to see beyond amen, what media is feeding into our mind. We have to break away from that because if you continue to eat from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, guess what? It's gonna destroy your life, it's gonna destroy your marriage, it's gonna impart a Man, the life of your children—you cannot do that. I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, watch these things. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, don't watch them to the point that they becomes your 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 abiding values. It's time we we grow, we mature. Let's read some scriptures. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Let's read some scripture. I think, yeah, we need to. Uh, read some scripture. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let me start with let's start with Matthew. Oh, no, well, okay. Let's start with Matthew. Let's start with Matthew nineteen. Let's look at seven, eight. Yeah, let's look at seven, eight, and nine. Why then, they asked, did Moses order a man to give his wife a certificate of divorce? and send her away. Why did Moses, amen, give this order that a man can give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Isn't that what we're dealing with? Yes, there's a lot of, you know, a, a capturing and staying on this statement that Moses said, amen, we can give our wife amen, a certificate of divorce and give send her away. Jesus answered the question. It was because of your hardening, of of the hardening of your heart that Moses permitted. It's a permission. It's not God's law. It's, it's something that Moses permitted. All right? Under the Judea law, under the, the Mosaic law. Amen? Because Moses saw the way these people were abusing their wife. <laughs> he saw the way these people were just mistreating their wife. So Moses said, All right, you can give her a certificate of divorce. But Jesus said, Listen, Jesus answered the question. It's because of the hardening of your heart that Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But listen to this. But it was not that way in the beginning. Now, what are we tracking? We want to track God's divine organogram, God's divine blueprint. Amen. In what is called jealousy, jealousy is the beginning. Genesis, amen, is the order of the beginning of things. You've got to understand the principle of Genesis in our life. It is called the, the law of first mention. In the beginning, it was not so. So so what we're coming back to, amen, is the order, amen, of the beginning, not the order of Moses. Moses permitted. It was a permission. He said, okay, you can give your wife, a, a release her, give her rest. Let her go. He said, but in the beginning, it was not so. But the key here, the reason why Moses even permitted them, he says, because of the what? The hardening of their heart. You see? So, so this people, the, the, the word of God could not touch their heart. So Moses said, before you kill this woman, please release her. <laughs> Give her a certificate of divorce. But in the beginning, it was not so. So we're tracking three words. all right? Moses permitted this thing. The first word was because of the hardening of their heart. But in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. The order of the beginning, amen, is the eternal state of of things. is the divine order of things. In the beginning, the Bible says God made them male and female. And later he said, for this reason. For this reason, that is where you discover purpose. For this reason, a man shall live. There's a reason for marriage. There's a reason for living and cleaving. What am I, what am I doing? I, I'm just laying a foundation. Maybe awakening this thing that we already know. Maybe you already know these things. I mean, praise God, thank God. Amen. I will assume many of the people connecting with us this morning are men of God. Amen. Women of God. Thank you. I really, but can, can we remind ourselves again of this thing? Can we come to a point in our mind where we, where, where we, you know, re- reprogram our mind, amen? And, and remind ourselves that this ought to, to be the pattern of how we're going to engage our lives and our marriage. Listen to this. Because two women two men are not the same. I love my wife the way she is. Because every one of us, amen, are a work in progress. Every one of us are a work in progress. We are all a work in progress, amen? We are all a work in progress, do you know that our home itself is a ministry? I mean, there were people that I read of, you know, in the in the, in the early centuries, whose wife, you know, was ministry is just to, you know, raise the children and teach them the godly ways of God, and many of those people they may grow up to become key leaders in the body of Christ, key people who 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 really move the hand of God, who shape, you know, history in terms of leadership. We, we we live in a different world today where everything is on the fast track, everything is fast moving. You know, we we we, we don't care. You know, as long as we can just put, you know, some some phones and you know some laptops and some iPads in the hands of our children and they can just you know be there and let YouTube do do the teaching for them. And YouTube captures them. Come on. We've got to wake up and understand our place and our responsibility. Jesus answered, because of the hardening of your heart. That's why I said, a true genuine believer will not wake up one morning and seek divorce. Regardless of what was done. Regardless of the problem. Divorce is not just about you. Get. In fact, when you divorce, you don't just get free because that's what we're looking for. I just want my freedom. But do you know that you really never truly get free? You're going to live with the scar. You're going to live with the pain. You're going to live with the regret of that decision. So why don't you just stay in there and ask God for a divine intervention, except, listen to this, except there is a threat of death. In that relationship. Except there is a threat of death. In that relationship. That's a big clause. If somebody's threatening your life. In a relationship. I will advise you to walk out of that relationship. Except. You know. You know for a certain. Not just seeing the sign physically. But you also know in the spirit. And the Lord will speak to you. Move. Leave. But listen to this. Even if it's an issue of. You know. Uh. The person not being faithful sexually. This is me. This is Isaiah Phillips. This is my decision. Even though the Bible says yes, for, for sexual reason, you can walk out. Personally, I would say, don't walk out. Because listen to this: you've got if you don't find out what led that person, all right to be unfaithful in the place of sex. It may happen again. That means for every every relationship you go into and there's a problem of you know sexual unfaithfulness, you're going to walk out. How many relationships are you going to... You, you see, that's why the we, we, Bible says our righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisee. In other words, if you love somebody enough with the love of God. I hear people in the marriage, they say, well, when the man says, I love you, Say, I even love you with the love of God. The woman says, No, I don't want you to love me. Though. I want you to love me for who I am. I say, You're blind. You don't understand. The man can love you and pretend. Don't you understand that human human beings we are the, we are the best pretenders? A man can show you everything you want to see, give you everything you want, you know, be there for you and never truly love you. A woman be so, can be so committed to you. You see this person so committed. I mean, you can vouch for this person. Only for you to discover that this person is having an affair with somebody else. You wonder wow, how possible you, the, brain, <laughs> the brain can phantom it. That's because you have not understood the, the nature, the, the fallen human nature. As I keep saying, you see, I keep saying to people, until we understand how, how we are falling, you will never understand the power of redemption. I mean, we see these things on movie, you know, how people can just, you know, have two-faced change. Yeah, it's, hap- it's happening. What you see most then in, on, on you know on the movie are things that are happening in real life. As we walk with the Lord and mature in the things of God. Have you noticed that only Judas did not give himself the opportunity to be redeemed? Because he took his life. But do you know if Judas had come back to God and said, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done. Do you know the Lord would have forgiven him? Yes. Forgiveness is a choice we have. In our walk with God. The more we mature in God. We have the power to forgive. It's not that we don't feel the pain. And it's not that we're denying the pain. It's the fact that we want to be more like God. (laughs) I want to be more like you. So to be more like you. is not the song that I sing. It's not the message that I preach. It's an act that I show. You know, people have done things to me in life that, as a human being, you'll find it difficult to forgive. And I lived my life in bitterness. In fact, I've always lived my life in bitterness. You know, looking at my family background, I lived my life in bitterness. I was so bitter to the point that I was planning to go become a military person. I was planning to go join an army just to get back to some people in my family. That was how bitter I was. I was, I was ready, you know, that kind of bitterness that you, 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 you pre-program it. Uh, that was how bitter I was. I was gonna to go to join the army because I felt joining the army who, who, who harden me the more, will make me you know, more strong. And of course, not to be able to take that bitterness away and then I can come back you know, in revenge. But the Lord met me on the way. I will say I met the Lord. <laughs> the Lord will lead me on the way. I was like Saul, you know, on the road to on the road to, to, to Damascus. And God said, I will make you an army, but you're gonna be my army. And in my army, you're gonna learn to love. Because we we war with love. It changed my life. That changed my life, friends. And today, I don't think there is anybody in my life that I cannot forgive. It's not something that I'm saying with all boast, but it's the grace of God. Because I've learned to see life from a different light. I've learned to see light, I've learned to see life, and I'm learning to see myself. Not my word, I'm learning to see myself. Because listen to this. The most area you need sight outside the revelation of God is sight about your own self. You need sight. Most of the time we don't know who we are. We assume a lot about ourselves that we don't know. You need sight to know who you are. Because it's when you know yourself properly in the light of truth. Not knowing yourself from the world system. (laughs) In fact, that's what the Lord is killing now. He's shutting down all the knowledge we have developed, we have acquired about ourselves from the soul. God is shutting that down. And God is bringing out the real man, the real identity from the spirit. You see, you're still discovering who you are. There's There's a lot that is locked up in your spirit about who you are about your family, about your home, about the person that you're married that you don't even know, that the more you press into God, the more you get to discover. But all that can only happen when the issue of hardening of the heart has been removed because that is the seat of pride. What makes us to harden our heart, you see, is the seat of pride. It is pride that makes people to say, no, 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 we cannot continue like this. No, you go your way, I go my way. And you destroy the life of young people Children growing up. That speaks into our what? Our selfishness. Oh, you say, you know, man of God, you don't know, you don't know. (laughs) I told you. It's a state, it's a place we have to come to, we have to see, we have to understand. How can we go out and win the world for God if we don't even know how to understand the love of God for ourselves, for our own immediate world? How do we do that? How? It's a question. How do, how do you go out there? You see, we're, it's more like we're expressing hypocrisy. Ah, we love the world, but you, they say, how can you proclaim to love God and you don't even love, you can't love the, the, the people that you see, people that are related to you? It takes wisdom, it takes knowledge, it takes understanding. And guess what? Sometimes you love people, but they don't want your love. That's their own business. It's no longer your business. Because I understand that aspect too. That you can show love, true, pure, godly love to people. But because they have not allowed God to deal with their heart, so they are living in suspect. Why is this person showing this love to me? What what does this person want from me? What is this person trying to do there are people like that you' for you are forever in that attitude of su- suspecting people so you never really get to benefit from the grace and the blessings that those people are bringing into your life because you you have not forgiven yourself of the past you're still living in in the shadow of that past see when you live in the shadow of the past you never trust people and that's why they think the things that they greatly fear Happens to them. That's why you discover that once you divorce, there's every tendency that you're going to divorce again. There's every tendency that you're going to divorce again. Yes. Once you take that act, there's every tendency that it's going to happen again. Why? Because you've created certain things to, inf- to infiltrate and filter into your life. Amen. That becomes your lens view of looking at life, of looking at people, of dealing with people, of dealing with situation. You never really get to be free. Even that person that you get married to. Alright? No matter what that person say, you'll be viewing that thing from the eyes of your past. So, you don't want to go that route. Let's remove the hardening of our hearts. Let's allow God, amen, to minister to us. Let's allow his love, his grace, his truth, amen, to speak to our heart. It's time I need to stop. I've done an hour 40 minutes. I thought I was just going to do, you know. In fact, my plan was this morning. I was going to conclude on this, and then we'll just move on because uh, we're heading to the end of the year, all right? I just felt yesterday when I woke up that the Lord wants me to pray. We need to pray for our family, pray for our home. But, of course, like you know, that I I won't just continue and just let's pray for our home. No, we need to look at what marriage is. That's, That's how I believe the Lord wants to train and teach us regarding the Place of prayer. We pray with understanding, all right? At least for those who know, that's good. For those who don't know, then they at least they have that knowledge and that understanding that this is what God expect. Amen. Of me in my relationship, and I think uh, that's something we all need to continue continually need to build on. Amen. So once again, let me just run, you know round up this morning. Marriage was designed as heaven's prophetic blueprints in the, in the establishment of the fathers program for the earth and I went for that and I said unfortunately this insight amen has been lost in the body of Christ particularly in this day of post modernization a day where the world system the ideologies of the world has infiltrated the church and today we're no longer living in accordance to the values of God but in accordance to what we will call you know human rights it's my right I can do whatever I want to do. If you notice that when we come to God, our right becomes comes from Him, and our right becomes His right. Amen? It's, it's, we source our right from Him. If we want to live our life from the world system of knowledge, we're going to continue to feed, amen, on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that will never bring us to a day where we fulfill the plans and the purposes of God for our life. So it's important, amen, that we deal with this area, as the lord continue to minister to us in in developing amen the right spiritual mindset in engaging the days of the end we want to be overcomers we want to be conquer us. We want to go forth with light, with wisdom, with understanding. We want our homes to be secure. We want to pass through the Red Sea, amen, with every member of our family secure, particularly our marriage, our relationship secure. Why? Because our marriage, amen, is an instrument that God uses to advance his purpose. I've seen that, you know, in me marrying a South African, married from the colored community. I mean, the love and the Passion I have for the colored community because this is a community that has been so marginalized, so, so, so abused, you know, systemic abuse till today. The colored community, if you, if you will, are still one of the most, you know, marginalized communities in South Africa opportunities are not created for them and so but but this is not something that i just you know emotionally you know you know uh uh, failing to know this is something god has placed in my heart right from while i was in my country nigeria and guess what i didn't even know that there's a community of course i know that it's a colored community but i didn't understand the nature the character the you know how things are until i got here And God placed me among the colored community. Even though, you know, in Nigeria, my desire was to go start something in Soweto. In fact, the first brochure I wrote about my vision, you know, is about Soweto. But when I came to South Africa, I realized that no, Isaiah, even in vision, we can get it wrong sometimes. Because God will continue to adjust that vision until you get it right. And I realized how God is connecting me with the colored community all the places everywhere i've gone you know i mean i've lived with the indians i've ministered among them i've lived with some of the blacks but the colored community is just you know a, a community that my heart just reaches out to to the point that god led me to this community finally got married to a colored woman i mean i never thought that that would happen but god did that it's all part of the prophetic program of god and that's what i'm saying our marriage is an extension of God's vision for the redemption of creation. So never you, never you look at marriage and become selfish and become self-centered. No, it's not about you. If you build marriage about yourself, if you're looking at the man just about yourself, you're looking at the woman just for your own self-interest, then you're going to miss God's plan and purpose. God, whatever God is taking your marriage through, Amen, is something that Amen will will, will pan out in 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 the reality of His plans and purpose. It will speak, Amen. The Bible said the vision will speak, but that vision must go through a test, must go through pruning, must go through t- all kinds of process. Yes, you know, <laughs> living in a non-coloured community here in South Africa, particularly in this part of the world, in the Western Cape, you know, Franschhoek, where I stay, I mean. Hardly do you find people from my part of the world in this area, and so people look at you very strangely. I can remember the first three years of you know our marriage, when the more people look at us, is this for real? Are these people actually married? And then they look. They, some, some when they see our children, some cannot stop us to just stare at us. And you know the colored the colored people when they stare, they really stare at you. They 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 stare to the point they want you to notice they're staring. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I do at a point I also step back and look at them and say yes it's for real <laughs> you know but, but 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 those are things now that I mean have become the thing of the past because people realize this man is for real because they were like, this thing is not going to last we'll give it another two years you know to break up particularly it's from Nigeria oh these Nigerians that come to South Africa and just take our women and do all kinds of things and they leave and they're gone they just want to use our women to get a to get a passport. That's why when I got married, before I got married, I told my wife, "No, I'm not going to use our marriage to get married. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I want to get sorted my paper. So even while the paper issue was even becoming a challenge, I had to use you know my 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 daughter, my daughter's birth certificate. Because I was so aware, they would say, oh, "No, no, he came to South Africa to marry our, our, you know, our girl, so that you know he can get a visa. No, he can get a uh, an ID." No, sorry. Even before I got married, you know, with I was trying to carry out my, you know, paperwork at the Home Affairs, people told me, "Why don't you just get one of these people? They, you don't even, in fact, you don't even need to meet the woman." I said, "Sorry, I can't do that because if I do that, my job is done." <laughs> My job is done. I wouldn't have the kind of platform and authority to address the kind of things. Because I knew from Nigeria that one of the things I'm going to be addressing in South Africa Amen, is marriage. I knew that. But guess what? Since I come to South Africa, I think this is the first time I'm talking about marriage. Because everything has got is time why because you cannot talk about marriage in South Africa in the context of South Africa if you're not married and if you have not experienced what they are experiencing so now nobody can tell me anything about you know marriage in South Africa that I've not seen that I've not been through We've been through high waters, we've been through all kinds of valley, mountain, with all that we've we've been through it, and we're still going through it. (laughs) All right. But now we have a better understanding. We have a better insight into, I mean, at least now my wife understands that this man is sent, is a sent one. And the context of a sent one, how do you engage? You see, marrying a sent one and somebody that you just, you know, you grew up together are two different things. But this are all part of the things we have to teach, we have to continue to talk about, we have to continue to debate and you know and and address and we have to bring a new order amen, of saints who will have clear biblical understanding amen for their life particularly in relationship in marriage so that when they rise up and speak they speak from a position of truth and value that is my intention. And this is how we're gonna to continue to resource the nation. So hopefully, by the grace of God, next year we're gonna do more of this. Next year, like we said, it's gonna be a time we're dedicating, amen, you know, to, to ministry. Or so what you say, what have you been doing? What we've been doing ministry, but we, we wanna talk more, amen, and, and focus more on leadership development because that's my core. That is my assignment. All right. We're looking at this in the context of. The vision that I've been sent to carry out in South Africa, we're restoring, amen, The broken walls and the bond gates. These are the two things, all right. That my ministry is assigned in South Africa to restore the broken wall, amen, and the bond gates. These are, the, I mean, this is the voice I heard. Come to South Africa, they said, you know, uh, engineers are needed, and so, somehow the Lord began to, uh, you know, you know, align my understanding that this is the ministry of apostolic building, all right, and we are. Using this prophetic grace, that heaven has released into my life to continue to do this. I will continue to do that. So once again, I really want to appreciate everyone all right, that is connecting, that has connected with us from the beginning of the year. Today is the 28th, amen, of the month of December 2019. We have a few, few more days, amen, to go to the end of the year. And it's been a wonderful ride. Yes, bumpy, challenging, but it's been a wonderful ride. So I really want to thank thank you for connecting, you know, for listening. You, you've been a motivation to me and encouragement to me and I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really want to appreciate everyone, uh, particularly those who have sown into our ministry. I'm going to be... Uh, posting a a word maybe hopefully later in the day just to you know once again appeal to us if you want to be part of this work you want to support our work you want to just be an encouragement to us wherever you're from Nigeria, South Africa or America you can do that All right. Uh, so I'll let us know again I'll just maybe put it on Facebook Um, we did that you know uh, early um, this year in fact we did that last year and we got few respond, That at least one or two people did respond. And we really want to say thank you for allowing the Lord to minister to your heart to, 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 to respond. Because basically this is how we get fun to do what we do. We don't have no, uh, uh, except for one church in Nigeria, all right, that sends their tithe. And this church, like I said, they are in Abeokuta. They send their tithe to me every month. It's such a blessing to to, 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 to see and to, to know that God still speaks to, you know, people. And this church, they, they say, we just want to, this pastor said, I just want to support what you're doing. So they send their fight from Nigeria to, you know, to us here. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and that's what gives me encouragement, all right? As much as when you convert the money, it's not much, but it's the heart that matters. And I appreciate that. And I do really, 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 really appreciate that. And I'll continue, of course, to pray amen, for this wonderful man of God and the church. All right. So you, you want to be a blessing to, to, to the walk? All right. might not be directly to me, but you say, well, I want to be a blessing to you. But some people will say, no, I just want to be a blessing to you, not the walk, but to you. We can do that alright, but I'm not sure how we can separate the two, but thank you so much, if you want to do that, I'll let you know Amen. how you can do that the, 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 some, the friend of mine that opened an account alright, you know, for me, in Nigeria use that name, alright, but when I get, you know, whatever the in that account comes to me so i've got a caddy i can cash it out so that's a good thing all right so if you want to do that you can do that and if you want to do that from south africa please feel free to do that Uh, i'll let you know give you my account details all right we're just doing ministry as the lord will have us do it we're not putting pressure on nobody we're not forcing anybody this is just a, 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 a you know a a wish you know uh, you know something that should come from your heart something you feel you want to do in fact if you don't feel like doing it if it's not something that you are convinced of doing then please don't do it because you're not going to get a reward from it all right so it's important that we're persuaded in everything that we do because uh, spiritual persuasion has brought us thus far and we thank god we thank god uh, uh, this year is, is far better than uh, 2018, far better than you know, 2017. So there's progress. and We thank God for that. But we, we pray that everybody will become part of the, you know, the history of this work that is taking shape. And we'll continue to take the airwave. The Lord said to me on the plane, if you can take the airwave, you will take the land. And I assure you, we are taking the land, all right? Piece by pieces, we're taking the land and we're rebuilding the walls and the gates. And I'm excited, amen, of what the Lord is doing. So thank you once again. Thank you. I see my dear uh, man of God once again, Pastor Diwali. Thank you. I really do appreciate your connection. It's always, a, a, you know, a, a loving time having you, watching you, amen, and connect with us. Thank you so much. It's an encouragement to me personally. Thank you. I also see Sister Shola Kotun, Thank you once again for connecting with, with, with me this morning. I do appreciate it. Sister Miriam, thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Prophet Malcolm. It's always an honor to have you to connect. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and my my brother, Amen, Prophet Shane. Thank you too for connecting this morning with me. Really appreciate it. Amen. And Simpue, thank you. It's it's been a long time, Amen. Uh, but thank you this morning for connecting. I really do appreciate it. All right, and those people that are watching, I really uh, um, because some people really connect with us, but I, somehow I don't get to see their name. So, pardon me if I didn't call your name. All right, it's not I'm taking you for granted. Thank you so very much, everyone. And for those that will be listening to our podcast when it's uploaded, I want you to know that we also do appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Continue to listen. Continue to grow. Continue to develop yourself. Remember, what we are offering our platform, amen, is not just some... You know, uh, nice sweet talk, uh, 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 sweet quoted words. No, this is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Make straight his path. This is a strong apostolic community that we are building. Amen. A people that will advance in the light of truth in this last day. This is the Potter's gate where we open, amen, the portal of heaven and allow the voice of God, amen, to, 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 to flow into our space. Thank you. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.